Everyone uses their phone differently and in different places. The early risers use it here. The night owls use it here. And the never sleepers, good luck using it here. Wherever you are, you get more coverage with Xfinity Mobile because it auto-connects to millions of secure Wi-Fi hotspots and the best LTE everywhere else. It's wireless reimagined. Click, call, or visit XfinityMobile.com. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Requires residential post-pay Xfinity Internet. Actual savings vary and are not guaranteed. For Xfinity Mobile broadband disclosures, visit Xfinity.com slash mobile. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. Yo, what up, everybody? This is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yeah, it was DJ Damage. All right, hopefully you're listening to this on iHeart, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and we're also on YouTube, so All please that. tell a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been forever since we've actually had a podcast where we've talked about what we think about what the fuck's going on out here in the streets. You know, I was talking to somebody, and I was like, these are kind of sort of my favorite shows when we just do host banter. And we get to talk to each other, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, we, we just were in Miami <laughs> together, so we talked to each other. I now, know, but, y'all are fancy on a yacht. Stuff. But no, I do. I do agree. Like, I think people do want to know our opinion. I get asked so many times on Instagram, "What do you think about this? What do you think about that?" Yeah. And my thing is, if I'm not being paid to say it, I don't give a fuck. How about that? <laughs> Period. There's so many people online giving free commentary about what they think, and nobody really cares. Cut the check. If it, if it ain't about a dollar, it don't make sense. That's what they said. That's true. All right. So I'm also excited for Christmas. You know, Hollywood Unlocked, we have uh, the live music event that yes. we brought to L.A., Hollywood mm-hmm. Unlocked Live. Yeah. You're the DJ. Hello. Okay. So you're out there playing all that ratchet shit that I don't know about. <laughs> no, you actually play. It's a good vibe. No, I mix it up, man. You know, reggae, Afro beats, R&B soul. No, it, it was good. It was, I, I ain't going to lie. I, I knew all the shit you was playing. Okay. Except for the Afro beats. But the, the, about side note, uh, the song already from the Lion King soundtrack already, mm-hmm. that's the Afrobeat uh, sound that uh, Beyonce created that genre, for those of you that don't know. Um, that song is actually playing in my house right now all on my Sono system. But anyway, I got distracted. This uh, this uh, month of December, December 22nd at the Peppermint Club in L.A., we have Faith Evans, my favorite artist who's been on the show. Epic. She's performing live, band, background, lights. Well, no lights, but... She's performing. We got some lights in there. Yeah, but they the, ain't got like. The band is crazy, though. The Shout band out is, to the band. You know, the, the 22nd? The 22nd of December. Okay. There's no free tickets. You must buy your tickets. This shit costs a lot of money. But I will say that, uh, you know, the band director is uh, Roger Troutman's son, Andre Troutman. Oh, okay. From Zap and Roger. Wow. That, that, that's, it makes sense. That's why it's so damn good. Yeah, the band was crazy. Yeah, but we ain't playing in LA, so make sure you come out uh, December 22nd, Faith Evans, Hollywood Unlocked Live. I'll be in the building. I'm the host. He's the DJ. Hey. Yeah. What well, what do we do now? We just catch up with what we've been doing. Melissa, what have you been up to? Um, I have been taping my podcast. I'm How's here for going? the food. How's the food? Don't, uh, rule, How's number, the food? rule number one, don't bash your co-host on the show. How's the food been? Uh, the food has been incredible. It has been a smorgasbord. It's been a buffet. Um, okay. And people have been very engaged. Um, you know, I obviously wanted to do something very different from what we do here. And so I've been just having like special interest pieces, you know, yeah. walking special interest pieces. So we just had the Mr. Marcus episode yesterday. Whoa. The legend. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Marcus is a legend. Yeah, he is. Um, and Mr. Marcus, for those of you who don't know, they know, has a dick. He and, is, and he uses it for work. He is the most, he's one of the most famous porn not stars. In, not in my Rolodex. Okay, fine. Makana man, that's who I look at. Who the hell is But apparently he just faked the HIV test and there's this big controversy. So until that status comes the, out, it, I, I won't he, pause he with that. T- it wasn't HIV. 
It was syphilis. No, he, no, no. He, you're talking about the other guy. Makana man, my guy. Yeah. He did uh, not. He faked an HIV test because he was on. I guess he was in a rush. So he just figured he would Photoshop a test. Well, the girl found out and went off online. And Makana man is under fire. So right now he is in my save library. We are not viewing the videos until further notice. Can I see a picture of this person? I don't and not to Google it. Not to be confused but with he Mr. Actually, Marcus. He, and he reached out to me to tell me that. Right. Why he did it and all that. He, look, I have a personal relationship with my favorite <laughs> porn star. Oh, oh, okay. Well, yeah. Mr. Marcus was who, aka Jesse Spencer. He was on the show, and um, our 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 audience really liked him. Like he's just he's a really nice, chill, zen guy. And um, but the comments were on fire because one of my co-hosts is, is she's very Christian, and uh, she came off as uh, praise him, very judgmental. Okay. Um. So. Let's just say there's a lot of engagement going on. Well, good engagement's good. Engagement. Porn stars are used to judgment too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you walk in a room with your dick out and you fuck somebody you just met in the hallway at the Folgers Cup. At the, you had a couple <laughs> Folgers. Hey, girl, what's up? Yeah. And let me put my dick in you. So I mean, yeah, you're used to some oh, judgment. He, you know that's not how it works. There's like castings and they sending in. Paperwork. They are not. They do not sit there and network about how the fucking fucking is going down. Nobody's like, okay, am I going to hit it from the back? They don't do all that. There's okay, no scripting. Okay, wait, have you been on a porn set? Do you know? No, but I'm an official porn connoisseur. I've watched <laughs> enough to know enough. I actually know a porn director. It is kind of like mapped out and there's scenes really? and block camera blocking. It's like a whole production like this. And you got to remember when he was doing porn. There's no production at this show. <laughs> what are you talking about? We literally just walked in and said, I'm sat just down. saying, Good we morning. got lights, cameras, angles. Uh -huh. But you got you, you got to remember, he's been doing porn since we had like VHS machines. You know yeah. what I mean? I, like, I'm not old enough to remember what those are. Stop it right now. No, you, I don't. Okay, fine. Actually, you, I'm old enough to remember that the cable box used to flip from A to B. Uh, <laughs> no, wait. Listen. You, no, wait, wait. Do you remember when the auxiliary channels, like at 11 o'clock, when you used to get the snow and the music and... Well, no, because when we did A and B, I was so, we were young then. Yeah, I mean, you, we, we weren't old enough. I wasn't. I mean, I don't even remember having a color TV as a do kid. Do you remember the rotary TV? Yeah. When, what's that? Like yes, channel yes. one, two, three, and then flip from A to B. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um, do you Four. remember the commercials? Um, it's it's was it ten o'clock or eleven o'clock? Do you know where your children are? Do you yeah. remember that? Well, stuff? No, because in my house it was eleven o'clock. Do you know where your mama at? <laughs> my mama the, had a big screen TV that. Pulled out a projector and it aimed at this. You, you know, I'm glad that my misery is entertainment. It, it real shit. My mom <laughs> wasn't said, in the house mom? at 11. She wasn't in the house at 11 o'clock. But speaking of that, I have something for both of you. Whoa! As you know. Here now, it is. Now, let me first say as a disclaimer that these are glossy, but they're going to come in matte finish. These are the promotional copies. So please, I mean, you know, the, the endorsements aren't in here, the forge, but... I think this is Melissa's. Are they signed? Melissa's. Yes, yeah. I actually signed them. Thanks. And this, so the, so the book. And I is, ordered, I ordered one as well. I know, but I, and I appreciate yeah. the support. But yeah. I wanted to give you an advanced yeah. copy because I do want to talk about it next week on the show. Yeah. Um, the title "God Must Have Forgot About Me" is out now. I will put a link right here for you to figure out where to go and get it. Slide this over right here. I love the. Look at the close up. <sighs> Listen. Look at the close up. So shout out to uh, Jessica Pierce who did the photo shoot and Adam our videographer, director, everything. everything of digital shot the behind the scenes. This cover actually took five minutes to shoot. I got out the car, went upstairs with a black t-shirt, took three or four shots, literally say goodbye. Am I lying, Adam? Went back downstairs, got in the car and drove the fuck away. You know what's scary? I'm reading the first three lines and I can already hear it in your voice. What does it say? <laughs> I remember sitting with my account. <laughs> I'm going to read this on me cracking up. I, Not in that kind of way, just because I know your tone and your voice. 
in delivery. This is good. Well, I will tell you, this book has done many things. One, for the fans of uh, Wild and Out who are wondering why I'm not filming in Atlanta, I took the season off because that book has led me to therapy. Uh, it's led me to a lot of self-reflection. Tomorrow I have my physical. I have a referral later this week to a therapist. And and, and I'm sharing this in part because I had a conversation with Charlemagne mm -hmm. where we were talking very heavily about mental health and mental aware health awareness mm -hmm. and really dialing into who we are. And he said to me, we were at Tiffany Haddish's birthday mm -hmm. party, and he looked at me and he said, why do you never smile? And I was kind of like, okay, uh, I do smile. Wait, Charlemagne asked you that. Charlemagne said, "Why do you, Char why do, you, why do you always it. have, why do you always have a, <laughs> a mean look on your face?" And I thought, like an angry look on your face. And I said to him, "Well, you know, this book is a lot. When you read through it, I think it gives you context. Mm -hmm. I'm not, and, and I'm gonna be clear because people are online are saying, oh, do you want us to think differently about you?' I don't care what anybody thinks about me coming out of reading it, but I will say I want people to read it." to get more context from one of who I am, but two, um, you know, it'll tell you who to give that book to because it will help somebody going through it. Mm -hmm. So it was a heavy experience. I'm taking this season of Wildin' Out off. Um, and I said to myself in November when I told Nick and them I wasn't coming back that all December, I'm not traveling, I'm going to therapy, I'm working on myself, and then boom, Wendy calls, can you come to our Basel? Mm -hmm. And here we are in Miami. So in Miami, I learned the power of saying no that I'm going to say no. I canceled my New Year's Eve trip. I canceled my trip uh, uh, to Italy on Christmas. I'm literally gonna just focus on uh, the, the the mental wellness, the mental wellness and the, the work that I need to do on me. And then I'm, I have to do press for the book, but yeah. that's really, that's gonna be a therapeutic experience. Okay, so wait, why did you cancel Italy? What are you gonna do instead? Nothing. Sit Nothing. And sit still. Stillness. He needs stillness. Go, go in a jacuzzi. Um, go swimming. With both your phones. Sauna. No, no. I've actually been turning my phone off at night. I've been, you know, I mean, I can't. I mean, I run a digital media company. Mm -hmm. I can't just unplug from the world forever. But I'm learning better boundaries. Um, and I've actually learned some things that I'm going to apply in my life immediately that are going to help. Number one. If you do take a trip with me, now you have to give me a head. That's just that's number one. Wait, okay. I'm sick. So are we ever are we ever traveling again? You guys uh, aren't my you're okay, my friends. Okay, I'm okay, talking okay, about okay. these niggas, right? <laughs> I feel like I've given myself to a, to different people. It took a turn. <laughs> I've given myself to different people who've not been worthy of giving myself to. Right. To no, no. <laughs> I'm not going to say yes anymore to, to everything. Because no. even like going to dinner, I mm -hmm. will just pull out my credit card and pay mm -hmm. because it's easier to just pay and go away. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to dinner with people who can also pick up the bill. Mm -hmm. If you can't pick up the bill, you can't go to dinner with me. Even though I may pick up the bill, mm -hmm. you have to be able to pick mm -hmm. up the bill too. Mm -hmm. um, and that. just three, um, be more selective of how I respond to my phone. I respond to every message, text, yeah. tweet, mm -hmm. this, I mean, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Just not responding anymore. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are just a few things. But okay. the book, I want your honest opinion. Oh, yeah. I'll give it to you. Yes, I love it. Like my my friend wrote a book. Well, <laughs> very inspiring. Yeah. If you've been, what were you gonna say? Go ahead. No, 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 oh. no. Because I'm interested to see. Uh, I'm glad to see this. I'm interested to see what you're gonna do if you do talk about your story. And then down the line, I want to. I think I want have something to share as well. So this is inspiring. You should. And I'm going to tell you, we've, if you've been watching the show since day one, and if you haven't been watching the show since day one, you can go back. Jennifer Lewis was here on the show. Mm. We had read her book. I read it on the way to Hawaii. You read it. It mm -hmm. was a very deep book. Mm -hmm. um, she came on the show and talked about it. Very Probably one of my favorite, if not my top three favorite interviews mm -hmm. ever. Yes. The last thing she said was she looked at me and Melissa mm -hmm. 
And she said, write your, tell your story. Make yeah. sure you write your mm-hmm. book. Yeah. And I had already, I had left there feeling encouraged to write the book. But then ha- after having interviewed Tiffany Haddish when we did the live yeah. and reading her book and hearing her, her audio book, I was like, I'm going to write this book. So I started this process almost a year ago. The title, God Must Have Forgotten About Me. I have so many Christians on my Instagram telling me, he ain't never forgot about you. You got to read the book to mm-hmm. understand that that was a revelation at the end of it, uh, of a very dark period in my life. Mm-hmm. But it is a question that I think people ask when you look at people next to you and say, well, why are they, why is that, ha- God, what about me? Or why is my mom doing this? Or why am I being molested? Or why is this happening? You do ask the question of like, the God that you're told about is supposed to be there to protect you. Mm-hmm. And you do learn uh, different revelations throughout uh, life. Um, and I'm telling you, this book was so heavy that after chapter one, I couldn't even read the rest of it until I had to read the final version because it was just too much. Right, mm. right. Now, I, I, I'm really proud of you. Yeah. you. You are one person that when you say you're going to do something, you do it. Like, it's... It, Anybody that's ever tried to count you out, I'm just like, you don't know that man. <laughs> he is the most ambitious, driven person I've ever met, you yeah. know? And, like, you've literally said you were going to do something, and it's <laughs> all happening at the same time. Be careful what you wish for, people. Be hey. careful what you wish for. I'm looking at the chapters, right? <laughs> Tell me about chapter 11 in here, man. What's chapter it 11? It says toxic-ass Negro. It don't say Negro, though. <laughs> Tell me about what happened there. Well, you know, when you go through life, you know, not <laughs> having not chapters. when you go through life, not having felt love. Right. You, your mother abandoned your mother gives you up. Your mm-hmm. father is never there for you and is, has abandoned you. Uh, you get molested. You're abused. You're thrown into the foster care system, which is the most craziest thing, because there's so many people in and out of your life that are paid to care for you that, you know, they really don't. And then you get out and then you're thrown into the world to figure it out. Then you get shot. Then you get just different things happen. You start to forget what being loved or feeling loved feels like. Mm -hmm. So I think at a certain point I got into a relationship where uh, the relationship was not about what love is supposed to be about or what a relationship is supposed to be about. It was more about how the physical felt, how what I wanted to turn it into, mm. what I wanted to transform it into. Mm. And I was in a relationship with a toxic ass nigga for three years mm. but, and, and in it for three years. So mm. that, that chapter was the revelation of how I deserved a much better partner. And then when you go into the next chapter, I think with Latour and all of that, mm-hmm. you'll hear more about that. All right. So come uh, on, Jason, we proud of you, man. Listen. I have a feeling I'm going to be able to finish this inside of like, 24 hours. Well, that's the greatest part about it. So it's a yeah. quick read, 220 pages. Yeah. I mean, there'll be more pages when the acknowledgements and all yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I got a text from Queen Latifah this week who I emailed the book to because I'm asking her to write the forward mm-hmm. and uh, she hasn't confirmed doing it yet. So I'm going to put it out there in the universe. Dana, please, please write it. Mm-hmm. But she texted me back and she was just like, wow, this is um, this is powerful. So. She said she likes it. I love it. I hope you guys like it. I want your honest opinion. Yeah, no, you should you should there be you, you should be extraordinarily proud of yourself. This is this is amazing. This is amazing. I can't wait to sink my teeth into it. Well, I'm gonna do the audible version too. So I'm gonna read it in my own voice. Mm-hmm. We're setting up a tour. The tour will be out. Please stay connected. If you don't follow me on Instagram, again, we'll put up my Instagram right here. You can go to my Facebook, you can go to fucking the website. It's gonna be everywhere. And if I come to your city, you better come out and buy the book. And I'm asking people to buy two books. Mm -hmm. There's a couple things I'm asking. Buy two books. Buy one for yourself. Because when I was going through 
the death of my brother, there was one book I really feel that got me through, and it was, was a that? daily affirmational book that I gifted to tons of my friends. I probably bought a hundred of these books and just yeah. gave them out. Yeah. Uh, it was a book by Ayanna Vanzant, yeah. and it's called Until Today. Mm -hmm. You literally read one page at a time, yeah. and it like fills you up for the day. Mm -hmm. So by the time the day beats you up, the next day, there's mm -hmm. another affirmation. Mm -hmm. This book, I think, is going to be that for somebody if they can just get it for themselves and gift it to somebody who needs hope. Yeah, the gift but, of yeah. the gift of literature is amazing. I, there's this, there's a few books that I've bought so many times because I keep giving it away. Yeah. One of them is The Power of Positive Thinking. It's it's an old book like from like the 1950s, but it's just the everything in it just it's still, still rings. Yeah, yeah, it still rings true. Another book um when people are going through breakups is The Journey from Abandonment to Healing. Like it sounds really tragic, but that book has helped so many people that were at like in the depths of despair of like losing, you know, a, a relationship that meant a lot to them. And then, uh, yeah, I did this. Books are really, yeah, no, I agree absolutely. with you. Buy two copies because mm -hmm. you're going to want to give one away to somebody that mm -hmm. needs to read it. That there's might a, be going through something there's similar. There's a good book called Unfuck Yourself that you definitely oh, yeah, need to I've check got out. That. That's a great book. What is that book about? Book about really getting How to get out, out of your, your own, own way. way. There I, you I go. Have we it. just said it at the same time. Yeah, it is. Getting out of your own way. I have it. I'll lend it to you. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I need to read that. Yeah, and Darren Greatly, too, if y'all looking for another book to help you get out your own way. Darren Greatly. Listen, I, the, the the book, I, I know people are saying, oh, he's just saying this because it's his book. I'm so proud. It's probably my proudest work out of everything I've ever done. More proud than the work I did for the labor movement. More proud than the work I did for the Trayvon Martin campaign. More, work, more proud than the work I did for Barack Obama in 2008. Everything I've ever done. Um, I don't believe anything is better than the book that I wrote, this one. The second book I've already outlined, that's more of a... Business book. But more of a business yeah. book, more of a how-to, but it really is going to be a... That's going to be a crazy book, too, and I'm putting a lot of shit in it. Wendy, we were in uh, Miami. Wendy Williams, we were in Miami this weekend, and she says, so was that book she's getting off the yacht? And we went we went on the yacht. Mm -hmm. And she says, uh, is that is the book... Is this book... The um the tell all and mm. I said no the next book is gonna be the tell all <laughs> the next book is gonna be tell all slash business but it's gonna basically it's gonna be a motherfucker but this book I'm excited about putting together the tour we're kicking off in Stockton January 14th and 15th the book is out January 15th and available now for presale perfect yeah. Yeah. all right so what have you been up to oh me Mr. you know travel partner we was out in Miami turning up you know got on a yacht with Wendy who else was there Juju uh, Juju was Juju. there she's beautiful. She She's really so good. chocolate and pretty. Gosh. She did. Facts. She was. Yeah. Uh, Damage Damage was shooting his shot the entire trip. <laughs> I didn't shoot. I didn't really shoot a shot. You know, I, Damage. They passed I, the ball. I dribbled a little bit. I went downstairs to check on Wendy, who was trying to find TV. I went upstairs to sit in the front of the boat, the back of the boat. I didn't see Damage and Juju. I went into the main really? cabin, and there they were talking, you over, know he's talking over Sour Patches. <laughs> okay. Okay. But no, that was a good time. That was my Zip first ski. time on some jet skis, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. We it did was jet ski. Definitely a that first. was your first time? First time, bro. You weren't you weren't riding like it was your first time. Hey, I, once I got on there, I was like, I was born to be here. Jet skis are not easy. It's scarier than I thought, too. Yeah. I thought I was going to low-key die. When I first got on, I was like, yo, I'm probably going to... Not me. I was out. <laughs> yeah, he was going. I was out. You know, the funny part is, I didn't really think about us on the yacht, meaning, like, people riding by. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> you have Wendy Williams sitting on the back of the boat. You got me, Damage, Juju, Sky, and her boyfriend, 600. By the way, I think they fucked on the yacht. Let me get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, Facts. People were... Like, we, we were docked on the water not docked but we were in the water mm -hmm. you know on the jet skis next to boats with other black people mm -hmm. so people they like riding their jet skis up to our boat looking in the boat and this and that. it was so hilarious because <laughs> i was wondering why is everybody pulling up to the boat now i realize why everybody was at the boat 
Y'all boat was lit. But it was a fun time. <laughs> Shout out to Gloria Estefan. If you're in South Beach, go to Lario's on the Beach. Best food ever. The food I was love amazing. Lario's. Tore that shit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but um, it, yeah, that was my first time meeting Sky, yo. She's super dope. Super chill. Um, from Black Ink. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. She was like, who's Sky? No, because I mean, Justine Scott, there's a few of them. It could have been. Well, Justine Fact. Scott is dodging everything Jason Lee and Hollywood unlocked because she know I got questions about Jordan and Chloe and Kylie and Travis and Stormy. And she, I got so many questions for her. She's just avoiding us at this point. But shout out to you, Justine. Just know one day you're going to be right here. And I got all of the questions waiting for you. She's beautiful, too. But no, we had a great time in Miami. Art Basel. Art Basel is still officially Black Basel. Black people have taken over Art Basel. Mm -hmm. Completely. That beach is filled with our people, and I didn't see one piece of art. Really? I didn't see any art. I mean, we went to town. This is the bad part about it. I want to seem so cultured. Uh, but I went there for Larios, mm-hmm. Wendy, uh, the yacht, and that was pretty much about it. I didn't really see any art. I mean, I did go to Lauren Reidinger's house. Shout out to her. She's this massive billionaire that owns uh, um, uh, Shop.com mm-hmm. and uh, Market America. But anyway, she's uh, Larsa Pippen's friend who owns the three mansions that are connected. Anyway, she had the party after the yacht Jesus. from Fat Joe. And uh, she has a ship outside her house that's uh, styled in all her mess. That's a whole other conversation. She ain't playing. (laughs) Not a yacht, a ship. But everybody was at that party. And shout out to uh, Fat Joe, who had his album release party for his new album, Family Ties. And he had everybody from Too Short to DJ Khaled. By the way, DJ Khaled has lost a lot of fucking weight. There you go. DJ Khaled is slim out here almost. He's Wasn't he a, doing Weight Watchers? Yeah, and he's a He's like the face for, of it. For, oh, is for, it? Yeah, for Weight Watchers. I walked up to him. I said, nigga, if you lose any more weight, you're you going to be a new nigga. He's, <laughs> he's really he's slim? He looks really good. Okay. Shout out to uh, DJ Khaled. But, okay. you know, him and his wife, they, uh, I think, share a birthday or have a birthday around the same time. So they, they were there together. She's glowing, having a baby. And uh, the party was really, really good. Um Funny thing is, after that, we went to Idris Elba and Diplo's party. Mm-hmm. I had put me and Wendy on the list. Wendy had tapped out because the yacht was, was just too much, too long, mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. days before were just she too much. Sounds like me. So I go to the party, and when I get there, the publicist says, okay, we're just going to wait for Wendy, and we'll walk you in. I said, you ain't got to wait for no motherfucker. You're going to walk me in right now. So I'm <laughs> texting Diplo like, uh, "There's a pro- I hope there's not a problem. So... Their faces are baffled, right? Mm-hmm. And then I go, let's be clear. Wendy was on my yacht. I wasn't on her yacht. Mm-hmm. Don't, I, don't, don't, don't do that Hollywood shit with me in Miami that you waiting for another motherfucker to get on the boat. Right. I mean, to go in the party. Yeah. I'm here. Mm. You know, and they end up taking us down. And the bougie part of me walked in, didn't like it, and walked right out. <laughs> <laughs> was Idris DJ? You know, somebody was DJing, but it was, it was, um, it's gonna sound so bougie. There was no VIP area. Like it was. Just oh, it's like, actually a real party. It was like I was in a club. Yeah, but I didn't know anybody there. And then Diplo was at the bowling alley <laughs> part across the thing, so I just left and acted like. Where my, was it? Oh, at, the, at the basement. Hotel? It was at the basement. It was at the basement. You know, the basement's a little tight. You ever oh, been to okay. the basement? Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, the basement. It was. It was the basement. basement. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Question for you guys, because you were there at the same time. Um, our friend Kelv, um, Brother Nature. Yes. Oh, yeah. What were you? Do you guys know what happened? Because apparently, I, I'm still reading reports and it's conflicting. But he was in a pizza parlor or something like that, no. and then some guys jumped him. And Brother I'm, Nature, from what I seen, was popping off. He was popping off first. Now let me go ahead okay. and spill this tea real quick. Okay, please. Brother Nature was here on the on the show. Yeah, he he came to do His another show. His name was Kelv. Kelv. He, he brought a, a goat. A goat. Yeah. We, I, we interviewed the goat. Yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> Kelv was a really sweet nineteen year old who wasn't fucking bitches, 
and who was just new to LA trying to find his way. Yeah. I've seen since I've since seen him out. Yes. He's a different nigga now. Really? He got new teeth. He glowed up. He got a new body. He glowed up. But that attitude isn't uh, cute. Okay. And he wasn't rude to me, and I don't think people are rude to me because they know who I am, and they know I'll pop the fuck off and don't care. Now, I ain't going to attack you in public unless you attack me, but I, I can get on this thing right here and tell people who don't know out there about you. Yeah. He didn't give me the cool vibe. Mm -hmm. He gave me the little cocky boy vibe. Mm -hmm. And in Miami, you were there. We were at mm -hmm. at a restaurant, and a fan like put her arm around me to get talk to me while we're in the middle of eating. Uh -huh. People walking up. I'm just. I can say no respectfully. No, I'm not gonna take a picture, or you know, we're having dinner or whatever. Uh -huh. But if you give off that vibe, you run into a real nigga who'll whoop your ass. Right. And I think, from what I looked at on the camera, he was going back and forth. He walked up to old boy. Him and his partner didn't like it. And what looked like uh, a confrontation ensued, and then he got his ass whooped. Now I'm trying, and you gotta understand, like brother nature. People want to just have pictures, and you know, say they were brother nature. So for you to get in altercation, like from what I seen, he was popping off. Okay. Now that's only from what I seen on the video. Okay. I ain't seen the other videos. Well, the owner of the pizzeria popped off and said that basically uh, he called the guys out outside, See? and then you know they beat his ass inside. And here's the deal: I don't know brother nature like that. You know, I will say that I'm an energy person. Mm -hmm. When he was here, uh, well, over there before we got fired, kicked out. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get fired because they didn't pay us. But anyway, uh, <laughs> shout out to them. But, I mean, they, they, um, that was a. He was really sweet and humble and on the come up. He's not so. that. He's not that. I don't get that. He's and your that guy name anymore. is Brother Nature. You should always be sweet and on the come. Like, yeah, but that goes back to social media. That goes back to social media. Half the people are alive. Half the people on social media aren't even fucking real people. You know, they pet these little animals, and then all of a sudden, oh, they're mad. He has a real that. animal. <laughs> Fuck out of here with all that. I listen. If you love classic Guy Ritchie movies like Snatch and Sherlock Holmes, then you don't want to miss The Gentleman in theaters January 24th. This movie has it all. An unbelievable all-star cast, great action, smart writing, and it's funny as hell. Starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding, Michelle Dockery, Jeremy Strong, Eddie Marson, Colin Farrell, and Hugh Grant, it doesn't get any better than this. McConaughey plays a kingpin named Mickey Pearson who runs a London-based weed empire. When he tries to cash in and get out of the game, he puts in motion a series of schemes, bribery, and blackmail led by those trying to steal his domain out from under him. Guy Ritchie really returns to his gangster roots on this one, and it looks dangerously good. If you haven't seen the trailers yet, they're hilarious and available online now. The Gentleman is in theaters everywhere, January 24th. Be sure to check it out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just, okay. Anyways. Well, you asked the question. What you think about Danella. it? Danella. I, uh, Canella. I know. I mean, I don't know. I, he's young and it's in, you know, he got, he got a, a, a quick jolt of fame. And I think it does. Pe I, I, it well, does, he got a good jolt in Miami too. Yeah. And you it know does what? things so, to people's egos. Well, and then when they're, especially when they're know. young and they don't have anything to kind of, any, anything to ground them, mm -hmm. which. I, ass whooping looks, to ground you. Ain't nothing wrong with a little ass whooping. will you live, ground you. You live to talk and live to tell yeah. another tale. It like was he, everywhere though. But the reason why I don't get attacked, I think, is because I don't. Everything I say is the truth. I mean, I may say some things that are a little salty, and people may say you should get your ass whooped. But what I <laughs> but what I say is the truth. Right. Like this tea I'm about to spill. What? Oh Lord. <laughs> this morning I was minding my business, laying in bed, wondering who I was going to fly in, 
And I went to Instagram and on Hollywood Unlocks Instagram, our staff on the East Coast, before I woke up, posted a, a, a post from YG. He posted on his IG story. He says, what Young Thug said, he quoted him, don't get shot trying to comfort my bitch while we going through it. I know where niggas live, black ops. And I said to myself, see, mm. I was going to let this tea slip by. I was going to let it slip by because we broke so many exclusives over the weekend that I really didn't want to go there unless there was some meat to it. But I'm thinking I know what the, the I think I decoded it. What? So I'm at dinner at uh, Prime 112. In Miami for you. Mm. Prime 112 on Ocean Avenue. Shout out to Miles. It's one of the best restaurants oh, out there. Oh, so awesome. Yeah, that's right. Floyd it's, Mayweather and the girl he's in love good. with right now who I hooked him up with. Shout out to her. I'm not going to say her name because, uh, you know, I don't want to smoke with the money team. Deep fried Oreos. They were having dinner, so I pulled up to have dinner with him. Mm -hmm. And while we're sitting there, I was sitting by the door. Mm -hmm. There's a big table right there in the corner. If mm -hmm. you know Prime 112, you come in, it's right mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Front row seat to all the bullshit. Wait, and the one on the right or the one on the left? The, the community on, seating no, or the big table, the, big, the, the room? The big private, okay. not in the room. The private, okay. The, the one by the bar. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Sitting right there. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting right on the edge while I'm facing the window but can also see the door. Got so I periphery. see everything Got coming and going. Noriega's <laughs> in the building. Um, everybody's coming in. It's Prime 112. Everybody's there for Art Basel. And Kalani walked out. And I go, there goes Kalani. She don't really care for us. I don't think she does. I love Kalani. I think she's beautiful. She's from the Bay Area. She's talented. Whatever. She got swag. She's bisexual. She got a baby, but she still got niggas and bitches, apparently. And I'm like, damn, it's Kalani. And then comes out. Right behind her. <laughs> Tory Lanez. Wow. And you sure they was to? You think they was together? They were dining in a private dining room. Oh. <gasps> Yes. Well, it wasn't that private since they walking out. Well, she walked out ahead of him. Ah. And then he walked out after. The only reason I caught him coming out was he wanted to get a photo with Floyd Mayweather, and he came over to the table to get a picture with Floyd. So he blew up his own spot. And <laughs> I didn't even speak to him. I didn't say nothing to him because, you know, we've invited Tory here on the show. I actually like Tory Lanez because of his antics online. I think he's he is... Uh, he is a, a version. He is a version of Tupac, not musically, but in terms of being an artist that has a very strong, uh, opinion. strong opinion about things, and he speaks out and whatever. He's okay. a rebel, whatever. So I really like. <clears throat> he'd, be, he'd be a great interview. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to come on our show unless we only talked about the music. This is something I'd want to ask him. What were you doing at dinner with Kalani? <laughs> Are you and YG beefing now? Were you out with a niggas bitch when he was going through shit? Why was what's happening? Why'd you punch Prince from my uh, Love and Hip Hop Miami? Why are people say you steal their music? Why is Eric Bellinger say you stole his swag? Those are all questions that I would want to ask how's him. your hairline doing maybe <sighs> see i'm i'm i'm, I'm, I'm indifferent yeah. with the hairline because niggas be coming for me and my wig okay <laughs> well he started using this new that i follow this line called organic <laughs> hair growers something like that he started using their products so i'm gonna be charting his hair growth to see if i should buy you gonna it. follow the journey <laughs> but, let, I'm going but to. let me and let me say you know i don't want any smoke from kalani i don't want any smoke from yg i don't want any smoke from tory lanes i'll take it all but i don't want it I'm just saying that I think I decoded the message. I'm inviting Kalani, YG, and Tori on the show to talk smoke. about it. Uh, I will bring a fire extinguisher so we can put out the fire, or I'll bring some matches so we can light some other shit on too. But I just, I never knew them to be friends, mm. and I never knew them to hang out. Maybe they're talking about doing a duet. A duet? Okay, fuck. Wrong word. A, a, no, a collab. Not, no, no, Tori Lane sings. Yeah, a collab. 
Well, YG posted this cryptic message, yeah. and uh, that's a lot of smoke. You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. It's a lot of smoke. In terms of YG's message, yeah. now, I don't know what's going on. Y'all can sip on that. Well, I'm what's just Kalani you, saying on IG? Kalani because, has yeah. not responded. Okay. Now there were there was a video that apparently surfaced of YG kissing a white girl, a fan that Whoa. I guess that caused some strife in their relationship. This is what I heard in the passing, because you know I started asking people around South Beach what was going on, and you know. Uh, people are saying that there was that that had happened. But I, I like Kalani and YG together. I saw them all during Fashion yeah, Week. They, they are a, a really interesting, edgy, kind of sexy young They're really sexy couple. looking couple. Yeah, I like, all I, the tattoos and shit. They're both really beautiful people, tatted up. It's They're just easy on the and eyes. And both have beautiful babies and both yeah. love their children and both could be great together. But, you know, shit happens and... Um, I, yeah, I don't know. That was uh, mm. that was interesting. Um, another thing that happened, we broke a really big story over the weekend that you know some people are picking up. But I'm telling all of you, if you're listening, if you're watching some of those other pages or outlets or sites or whatever they're they're called these days, and they're not breaking these these stories or picking these stories up, that's because one, they're jealous because we actually know the real tea and what's happening, and two, they just don't want to support me because they know that once you come to our page, we're showing you the real tea. So Iggy Azalea is fucking pregnant. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Six months. Yeah. What? By Playboy Cardi. I didn't see that coming. No? I didn't see I didn't see that becoming a baby situation. Why? Because people thought Playboy Cardi was uh, dating. What boy was he hanging with? He was hanging with some... What rapper was he hanging with? He was hanging with another boy. Well, he, he got, he's part of the, uh, like the ASAP crew. But what, weren't they saying allegedly... They were trying to allege that he was in a gay relationship with another rapper. You talking about Uzi? Uzi, they ah, said because they were best friends and stuff. Well, I don't know. People had alleged that they were in. A, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I've, but I've, I still didn't see that coming. Like I didn't know that that relationship was that that thick. <laughs> Listen, why you? Oh, sorry. This I, I'm sorry. I'm. I. I, <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming either. Cause she. We. Well, they've been in a relationship though. You know that. We had just seen so. Evidently, she took a whole shit ton of pictures. Before she started well, to show. Yeah. Iggy is yeah. Because we've been seeing. She kind of like, crept into that. Yeah, yeah. She had a plan. Listen. So I I, uh, I helped to facilitate Iggy's deal over at Fashion Nova back mm -hmm. in the day when I worked with them mm -hmm. uh, uh, as part of their, you know, helping them with their uh, influencer stuff. But And she shoots a lot of content at a time. She yeah. shoots yeah. tons and tons of content. So mm -hmm. she probably had a lot of content saved up. She did it right. And uh, she wanted to keep, I guess, her pregnancy preg pregnant. But since she's passed the first trimester and yeah. the baby's there, might as well just put it out. Out there that she's pregnant so congratulations to her yes. and play well, wait, wait, wait. did she was was there a response from her um she blocked us but oh <laughs> here's the other thing <laughs> icky azalea chrissy teigen uh odell's unblocked us chris brown that's blocked us all of you people do you guys realize number one my staff have dummy pages some of their pages are just pigs okay i think you have a pig page <laughs> so, <laughs> a hamster okay we got hamster pages we still on your page like you don't block us because we see you and when you block us that just makes our hamsters want to go and see what the fuck you're doing mm. but yeah apparently um the new classic is blocked hollywood unlocked and i'm really perplexed by that because when bad baby threw a drink in her face and tried to beat her ass at cardi's party it was me who stopped her. Not only stopped Bad Baby and threw her out the party, but I actually dried Iggy off. Like, I actually took a towel and wiped this Aussie all the way down. Not, that's well, I didn't wipe her down so the way Playboy funny. Cardi did, but I wiped her down. Wow. Well, congrats to them, man. That's beautiful. Babies. Congratulations. Okay, well, moving right along. Mm. Uh, Droslyn Hernandez, welcome back to Love & Hip Hop franchise. Um, that's another, I was out hanging Miami out. Miami and Atlanta? I was hanging out she with some both? I don't know if she's in both. That's what another outlet reported. Okay. That's not what I heard. But, okay. I mean, she's back on the franchise, 
And, uh, you know, I that know came, people are excited. About that, that came by way of a drunken night with friends and people <laughs> just get to talking and I get to take a note. So welcome back. She's back. Wow. I know people were really looking forward to her coming back. I was. Yeah. I think Jocelyn Hernandez. Uh, She's excited. She was partly what made uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I mean, who else were we turning in for her, Stevie? And Episode one, Stevie, her and Mimi was going crazy. Mm-hmm. From, yeah. the, from I mean, the gate of the show. It was I, like, what? They made that franchise. I mean, yeah. they made that part of the franchise, in my opinion. Yeah. I thought they were great TV, so welcome back. Oh, okay. Is Stevie still on that show, or he, he's been since removed? Um, I, think last, kinda... I think last season he was there with Faith Evans, so okay. we'll, we shall see. Okay. Got hmm. something to look forward to. Yeah. For all of you trying to get on my level, especially those of you who are competitors. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck this, this is for. I'm just going to continue petting this thing because there's just one announcement that hasn't come out yet. And we're waiting for the new year because we finished 2019 so strong mm-hmm. that I said to myself, why bust the last nut this year? Just carry one over to 2020. <laughs> mm. And so in 2020, uh, yeah, me and uh, well, this ain't Tony because he's a lion, but whatever his name is. Uh, you'll learn about that soon, but just know I don't play with uh, I don't play with animals. I don't play with teddy bears. Everything has a reason, mm-hmm. and this is a big reason for 2020. I can't wait to exp- oh, I can't wait to tell everybody. I'm excited. Are you going to a safari? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm coming to a place near you, but not a safari. No, this is exciting. I'm uh, MGM sent me this. Um, Metro Goldwyn Mayer mm-hmm. um, sent me this. So yeah. Okay, we got some clues on today's show. Go do your. Research. If somebody figured out, do they get something? No. Get a free book? No. No, but we are, I am sending out um, 10 cheap. books to fans uh, to write reviews on. So I Ooh. have five so far. So if you oh, believe nice. you should get uh, a oh, free book. Oh, can I book. get one for Blue? No, Blue, Blue can buy the book. Uh, well, I Blue, mean, your cause? Yeah, she writes. She can buy, tell her to buy one. And she'll write a review. Read actually, the book and give it to her. you bought one and I gave you one. So give her the one that you bought. Done. Boom. Done. Okay, and she'll write a review or something. Game like is to be sold, not told. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's get into the topics today. What's going on? Well, uh, rapper Juice World died oh, at no. 21. That story was just, it was everywhere, and there's a lot of controversy about it because um, mm-hmm. some of the details are kind of coming out of it. So he passed away after suffering a seizure at Chicago's Midway Airport. Um, his flight uh, from Cali landed early in the morning, and after leaving the plane, witnesses said he suffered a seizure while walking through the airport. Um, he was reportedly still conscious when he was rushed to the hospital, but he was pronounced dead a short time later. Uh, he was with a group of about 10 or ten to 12 people at the time, and two of his security guards were arrested for having guns on them. Um, Which doesn't make sense because they're licensed to have guns. But anyway, keep maybe. going. Um, they, yeah, they had a conceal and carry permit valid in the state of Illinois, but it didn't allow them to bring the weapons into the airport. Uh, mm. the, the pilot flying Juice's jet called police at, on the ground after he discovered that his entourage had weapons on them. And uh, the FBI, FBI and FAA agents met Juice and his team on the ground where they conducted the search. And at some point, Juice is reported that he was uh, spotted swallowing numerous Percocet pills, which may have contributed to his death. So that's what everybody's kind of speculating on as to whether or not he caused it himself, you know, and trying to hide the fact that he had um, illegal uh, drugs on him. Um, at I'm some sure. point, uh, sorry, uh, he was reported being watched by uh, federal agents who believed he had drugs on his private jet, and they'd been watching him for numerous weeks, and they'd even searched his jet before. So, um, what do you think? First of all, I'm I think s- it's sad that this is j- yet another young life snuffed out. You know, a really talented, uh, talented individual that was just getting his start in the world. Um, I, I also think it's unfortunate that you know that his 
the speculation of his death is just kind of I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm still I'm I'm still kind of marinating on it because it's just really sad. 21 years old, he ba- he he barely started his life. You know, I'm just thinking of like where I was at 21 years old and how much life I've lived, bad, good, or indifferent. I'm I'm blessed to have to have gotten to the age of 43, and it's just it's really sad. It's just really sad, and it's just like I feel like a lot of these rappers they they kind of promote a certain um, you know lifestyle, the perks, the lean, this, that, the other, and I'm just like no. No. Yeah, I remember when I was coming up, like, you know, the drugs when I was in high school going to college was alcohol, Mm -hmm. some weed maybe. You Mm -hmm. know, now it's like kids in high school are finding pills. Like, I I didn't even know what pills were. Like, that was something that older people did or Mm -hmm. people that would go through some type of traumas and they would get hooked on. And it's it's crazy how that stuff is starting to trickle down to our youth. And Mm -hmm. for him to be having, you know, codeine on the plane, Mm -hmm. pills and weed, it's like... You know, I think this is t- time to really look at this generation that's coming up and we have to start trying to do what we can to kind of shift that because for drugs to heavy drugs to be so prevalent in high schools and not saying it never was because, mm-hmm. of course, it was always heavy drugs around. But for kids to be jumping on at 12 and 13 doing Percocets, the like, glorification of it, is, it's is, insane. Yeah, what it's I'm, like I'm talking about. And it's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, when we first got the show with iHeart, I don't know if you remember, but one of the hip hop rappers I said I wanted to int- uh, interview was Juice World, because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I don't really know, all, I don't know um, Lil Uzi's music that much. I mean, I know who he is. I don't know his music that much. He's another person I'd want to interview, but yeah. you know, the Trippy Reds and all that other shit. I don't know all that shit. I don't listen to all that shit. Mm-hmm. Three not, talented dudes, though. It's not what not what I'm into. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're talented, but it's not my thing. I'm an R&B gospel '90s hip hop guy. That's what I. But I like talking to people. And the one thing I liked about Juice World was, you know, Lucid Dreams and some of his music was um, very melodic, and also yeah. it 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 captured young people. I remember standing on the stage at the uh, Real Street Fest. When I went to go introduce uh, her, mm-hmm. and I remember she followed Juice World, mm-hmm. and I was standing on the side of the stage, and there was this kid that I—that was iHeart. I mean, 2019 has been so busy <laughs> that I don't even know where the fuck I've been. Sure. <laughs> it was the outdoor stage at the iHeart Music Festival. Mm-hmm. I went to introduce her. She followed Juice World. Yeah. No, she followed Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish followed Juice World. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was on the stage when Juice World was performing, and there was this kid that caught my attention. And this kid was rapping every single word to his song. He was probably like 13 years old, but he was being held up, I think, by his parent. He was passionately rapping every single word. He was catching every inflection of the beat. This kid, Juice World, had the youth. He mm-hmm. had them. And, you know, what people don't realize, and this is why I don't listen to a lot of the shit that I just mentioned, because these rappers nowadays, they glorify a lifestyle that these kids literally want to emulate. Mm-hmm. Because they want to be like them. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. no responsibility. I'm going to call a couple people out. One, French Montana was just in the ICU mm-hmm. and uh, is, is either still in the hospital or may have just gotten out. And in part because he said too much party and not enough mm-hmm. hydration. Mm-hmm. But some people are speculating that there may have been leaner other things involved. Um, Little Wayne has suffered seizures several yeah. times mm-hmm. as a result of drinking lean. And Famous Dex sounded off yesterday. And he's also had seizures on stage mid-performance. These people don't realize that they're not only killing themselves, but they are also perpetuating a lifestyle that's saturating the minds of young people. Boom gang. Remember him? But now, but now, now he's he's cleaned up. 
I don't trust her. She could have drank all the lean she wanted and seizured all the way to hell. But my point of the rappers is definitely mean, a trickle down. The, there's yeah. a trickle down effect and people have to own that. And I think that there are so many kids that are influenced or impacted by these rappers. And it's just sort of like, <sighs> damn, you know, in some houses where there may not be a strong parent uh, or two parent household or the influence of yeah. role model mm-hmm. parents. I mean, these kids are going to eventually succumb to some of the same stuff. And we yeah. got to get away from that scapegoat where... Have you ever wondered, how do the smartest marketers cut through the noise? I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia, and welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. We went from Fortune 13 to Fortune 7 in two years. You have no idea how incredibly empowering that was. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. Listen and subscribe to Math & Magic on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. Here at iHeart, we know that if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. In fact, that's the problem that NetSuite by Oracle has set out to solve. It's time to quit flying blind and unlock growth for your business with NetSuite. Schedule your free demo right now and receive your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. Go to netsuite.com slash math. That's netsuite.com slash math. They're comparing music to movies because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, movies have all this stuff, but it's already proven that it's something through the music that really inf- influences lifestyle. It's just it is what it is. When you hear your favorite artist sing or something, it does something different to you than when you go and watch your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. For some reason, you can go watch a movie and everybody's getting shot up and you go home and say, I'm still not doing that. Right. But you hear your favorite artist singing about this and doing that. For some reason, it touches you in a way where it's like, I think that's cool. That's what I want to do. I want to be like that person. And I specifically in my book, and I don't know what chapter it is, but the chapter it says uh, introduction to a queen. That's Queen Latifah's mm-hmm. chapter. And when we were texting this weekend, she said to me, I started at this chapter where you met Floyd. And I said, well, why didn't you start a church chapter? And she said, because that's me not wanting to be vain. I said, go back and read that chapter. And I had to say to her and I was able to text because I know people read text messages like if you're ever with Floyd, you can't really have a conversation with him if mm-hmm. it ain't about what he wants to talk about because his attention span is very limited. Mm-hmm. But if you text him, you know he reads everything. So she said, okay, I'm going to read that chapter now. Mm-hmm. I talked specifically about when I met her. I met her coming out of foster care. I met her three days before I got shot. And I met her at a time where my whole life was just, I didn't really know what the world was because I was in group homes. And before mm-hmm. that, I was in the streets, right? Mm-hmm. I, said to, I said in the book, she single-handedly inspired me to really want to get into being a, a productive citizen or in, in in the industry because I was able to come to L.A. at 15 and see the people on the set of Living Single. Productive black people not doing drugs, not, I mean, working, not trying to kill each other. And I really feel like, you know, when you plant those seeds in a kid's head at an early age, they will grow, whether mm-hmm. it's you doing lean and falling down fucking bitches yeah. or you being productive, positive, and inspiring. Yeah. So I would say to the young people, you know, be very present in what you allow into your heads, mm-hmm. because if you're not present and conscious of what is going into your mind, them seeds will be planted. And if they continue to play out, they will grow into a problem. And yeah. I really feel like even some of these artists who are online saying, man, you know, this is fucked up, but this is horrible. Y'all niggas is killing each other mm-hmm. by perpetuating a lifestyle that you all have embraced. Yeah. And Joyner Lucas is taking uh, a hit online because he's calling people out and yeah. saying, hey, you guys supported this lifestyle. You continue to promote it. 
And this is what happens. And so people now are mad at him. Who was it that tried to come for his neck recently? Who? G Herbo um, went after. Yeah. Yeah. But he just missed. He didn't understand what Joyner was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Because it was a passionate reaction. Because people are passionately trying to protect yeah. the image of a person. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I'm not conflicted at all. I think that you can grieve a person's loss of mm-hmm. life. And acknowledge. 21 year old, amazing, talented artist who had a bright future, who had the hearts of kids. Who had who even caught my attention? I don't listen to the shit. Who uh, Wendy even described as being very uh, 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 not body conscious, but be very aware and comfortable in his own skin and not mm-hmm. wanting to be perfected. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah, when he him. performed, he had yep. a vest on with no shirt, some sweatpants, and some shoes. I'm like, this nigga just roll out of bed and just come <laughs> on stage. But he was very comfortable in his yeah. own skin. Yeah. You can have that thought and mm-hmm. at the same time say y'all niggas need to cut this shit off mm-hmm. you can't be flying on planes with rifles or guns or whatever and 70 bags of marijuana mm-hmm. and think that it's okay and permissible and think that you're just gonna land and just move through the world like nobody else does yeah so i, I think you can have both thoughts without being disingenuous part of his team has said that they um they believe that he was being racially profiled because you know he's young and, and rich with a new re- uh, major record uh, record deal and flying on private jets and stuff like that, but um, that's not really kind of adding up. I'm so sick know. and tired of everybody well, yeah, using like, race as a scapegoat. Once again, rest in peace, Juice World. But if you you have 70 pounds of marijuana mm. on your plane, it's it's not being racially profiled, right? You, you there are there are procedures for carrying plane, guns on planes. I can fly anywhere and bring my gun. You have to check it in. You have to, the airport needs to know. Yeah. It has mm-hmm. to be controlled by them or whatever Mm -hmm. you can't just put a gun on a plane or guns on a plane and then just fly wherever so the the i think the the pilots were right in wanting to be safe if i get on a plane and motherfuckers got a bunch of guns and shit trust me i'm sending smoke screens and everything down to the ground i'm just confused on how the pilot knew they had guns like what are you walking with the guns out like i mean i I don't don't know know. but either way everybody deserves i I do know this when i was growing up some of my favorite artists probably were on all types of drugs and all types of things and parties you just never knew mm-hmm. you know like it was never really put in the music the difference is the glorification yeah of it so it's like even if like it's i'm not in the music i'm not trying to tell anybody what to do but i think you can be more private in what you do in your personal life through your music you well, know yeah i agree like yeah. well what's not private is walmart and they're apologizing for this damn sweater Did this you is the hilarious <laughs> speaking yeah. of drugs this was hilarious walmart um is taking some Listen, at least it's not about like monkeys and stuff like that, you know, but uh, I would actually buy this sweater. Walmart, they're taking some heat over a Christmas sweater that shows Santa appearing to do cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) The snowman. I love it. Um, It appeared on Walmart's Canadian website. Shout out to my home country. Uh, and shows an that odd look. apparently think it's okay for to have uh, sweaters of people doing cocaine. And Santa was looking crazy on okay. the Okay. So <laughs> yeah. somebody's about to be like, Melissa, you fucking hypocrite. You can't go from oh, talking they, about Oh, they ju- coming for your Yeah, ass. rapper Juice World, you know, per, uh, perpetuating the whole idea that, you know, drugs are okay and then saying you'd wear a Santa, you know, whatever. I'm sorry, six cents of humor. It's so, it's kind of funny. I didn't say it should be sold. Um, but the sweater appears on Walmart's Canadian website, shows an odd-looking Santa with the words, let it snow, while lines of coke are laid out on a train. Who did it? I just want to know who did this. Because <laughs> I just want to know. It got through different channels. Somebody I, was like, this is it. I want to know everybody involved in the decision-making process of this. And I want I just want to know more about them. Because well, this is just funny to me. Well, everybody, when we posted it, was like, oh, they owe Jeezy money. They owe Jeezy yeah. money. I didn't know why. Why did they say that? They called snowman. Jeezy the snowman. Oh, because of cocaine? Yeah. Yeah. So I met Jeezy this weekend. Mm-hmm. Jeezy. Was he with uh, uh, Jenny May? Jeannie Mai. Jeannie no. Mai. Sorry. 
I was at I was at Fat Joe's. I said it with an accent. I was at Fat Joe's album release party. Uh. Let me set the scene. We're on a major mansion, three mansions connected to each other, billionaires, boats, celebrities, mm-hmm. all rich people. Right. So I see Jeezy coming through the party. I'm like, okay, I don't have one of Jeezy's albums. I know he's important to the culture. Very. They say he invented trap. He's known and respected in the streets. Yeah. I know he's had a lot of drama as well. And mm-hmm. he's in this new relationship that is uh, just made Jeannie Mai glow up on TV in terms of like what she's, real love is. She's and she, happy. She's happy. Yeah. I seen them in the basement at well, One Oak in love. New York. Yeah. I did not go over to their table and bother them because they were pr- enjoying private time. They were, they were booed very up. booed up on top. of They were just like, you could tell they were really enjoying yeah. each other. Plus, Jeezy had a lot of security, and them niggas was like, "Don't even come over here." Right. And I do believe they—they they, the security recognized me because they were doing signals like keep, you know, they were like moving around where I couldn't see nothing. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm looking around. <laughs> so I see Jeezy coming up. Uh, so I say to him like, he'd be great, a great guest on the show. Mm-hmm. I go to tap him, and his security guard grabbed my arm very hard. Now, mind you, nobody grabs me, nobody touches me. People right. typically re- recognize me and don't say nothing, but he grabbed me really hard, and I was just like. Nigga, you don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. the other security guard recognized me and like was like, yo, he cool, he cool. Mm-hmm. Because these are Rock Nation and I deal with Rock Nation. Yeah. Anyway, Jeezy was really nice. I invited him here on the show. But that's my Jeezy story. And I just thought, like, it's publicists and security guards and managers and agents. It's the people around the celebrity that be getting them fucked up. Right. Because then then now Hollywood will not feel some type of way. Because if I feel some type of way... Hollywood will not feel some type of way. <laughs> okay. Well, that's why people were making the Jeezy connection because he used to, he came out as Jeezy the snowman. The snow- there, like all his merchandise was the snowman. Got it. And they you know? banned it. And yeah. Like he was trying to like, you know, do stuff for schools and everything. He was like, you can't have the snowman here. Like you can't give it out. You can't use this logo. Yeah. So they kind of hated on the snowman too. And I know he's an investor in Avion Tequila or he's yeah, yeah, a partner, yeah. but he's a nice person. Mm-hmm. Very serious person. Nice person. I told him I didn't want to disrupt him when he was with his girl or whatever. I invited him on the show and I, I don't even know if I got his contact. Well, I can get, get to him. But my point is that was my introduction to the snowman right. and that that wasn't a good that was just as equally as not as it good as this sweater i just again here's reasons why you should stop supporting walmart and this is real and until walmart and i can talk or i don't know get on the same page and i'm not saying you can't advertise with us please spend your money on the advertisement i'm just saying i won't personally advertise and come to your uh so you'll make me read the ad somebody else got to read it i'm not okay. reading it and the reason is because walmart one does not provide health care for all of their employees that's why we as taxpayers do and it's a billion dollar corporation two if you're in a black community or brown community you've seen many walmarts you don't see them in hollywood you do not see them in beverly hills you will not see one in calabasas and the reason why is because White people ain't letting them in to destroy their businesses the way black people have. So mm-hmm. I just feel indifferent to them. And three, they're opposed to unionization. They don't support the unions uh, representing the workers. This and I believe terrible. that all those employees deserve to have proper representation to fight for equal rights and equal pay. Well, Walmart has released a statement. They said a, a Walmart spokesperson uh, to Global News Canada said these sweaters sold by a third party seller on Walmart.ca do not represent Walmart's values and have no place on our website. We removed these products from our marketplace. We apologize for any unintended offense this may have caused. Did they um, remove all the rifles that were killing people too? Because no. people were buying rifles. No, no they still got that. Yes, In addition know. to that, several other risque sweaters were also taken down after the social media backlash. Hmm. Hmm. Well, keep, you're going to keep shopping at Walmart because nothing I say matters. You, you, you're going to go get your 10 pack of deodorant for five dollars and whatever. Sometimes saving a buck and understanding that the price of the black dollar 
you know, come in conflict. But, you know, spend your money how you want to and, you know, whatever. Right. All right. So uh, apparently uh, slavery is being taught in di- slavery is being taught in different ways in school these days. Yeah. Um, so this teacher created set your price for a slave assignment for an <laughs> elementary school student. And um, OK, so this is basically how it goes. A Missouri elementary stu- uh, school has issued an apology Tired of these fucking apologies. After one I of feel its, like at this point, I'm tired of its, like, just punch him in the motherfucking face. At this point, you could run through the airport screaming, "Nigga, get to your gate, turn around, and go." Sorry, <laughs> and be okay. Like, what is happening? Sorry does not take away the bullshit. Pretty much. Um, okay, so an elementary school has issued an apology after one of its teachers asked their students to set a price for a slave for a school assignment. I, I really want to talk to this teacher and be yeah. like, what, WTF. Um, a fifth grade class at Blades Elementary School in Melville was given an assignment called the Colonial Market. God, this gets worse. Why? Fuck. Um, the stu- uh, hold on. My bladder is full. Please get to the punchline. Okay. The students were required to set prices for several items such as lumber, tar, wool, milk, potato, or tomatoes, and other goods. The last question on the assignment asked them to set a How price many slaves would it for take? their slaves since they were owners of a plantation. Wow. Um, the assignment read... And I quote, you own a plantation or farm and therefore need more workers. You begin to get involved in the slave trade industry. Hold on, hold on. I got to pee. But we'll get real quick. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I have, have slaves that work on your farm. Your product is to trade to trade is slaves. Set your price for a slave. This they These could be worth a lot. First hold of on, all, I, hold I, on. I, I got to pee. Okay. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> go. I, I was sad because the, the kid on there first put like $5 and then like, Scribble down and put three. What? <laughs> what? Like, what? No, no, no. He was like, wait a minute. <laughs> three for two. First of all, oh. what kind of an assignment is that to give kids? Because in a way, you kind of legitimize the whole act itself. Like this is this is this, this is, is an arith- arithmetic problem, kids. This is, Solve it. What is the cost is a- of a human? Fucking life. This is an 80 year old teacher. Oh my God, who is this teacher? It's an 80 year old teacher who's giving them the same uh, project they had when they was kids. Yo. Okay, so there's more. So hold on one second here. here Um, uh, Okay, so as part of both the Missouri Learning Standards for fifth grade social studies and the fifth grade Melville School District curriculum, students were learning about having goods, needing goods, and obtaining goods, and how that influenced early settlement in America. Not by selling nah, slaves, No, there would though. be a different way to go about that, you know? Um, and Principal Jeremy Booker sent a letter home to parents calling the assi- assignment culturally insensitive. Who wrote that for you? No. Um, and said the teacher expressed remorse. I don't know. What remorse? No. Um, the unnamed teacher, that's going to be a very short-lived thing because we're going to find out who that motherfucker is. My question. Is currently on administrative leave. No. Um, he added the teacher has expressed significant remorse. No, the district is continuing to investigate the event. Also, I'm working with district leadership to provide all blades, teachers and staff with professional development on cultural bias in the what near future. investigation do you need? It's right there on the paper. This and is you know 2019. The and the sad part, I'm back. Bladder has been relieved. I, I couldn't sit here through That's this. That's okay. Here's the problem. Yeah. Niggas is too worried about where they can get a Popeye's chicken sandwich. You need to pay attention. Facts to local, state, and national policies mm-hmm. and education because the people who are the people who are elected 
to lead these educational communities, whether mm-hmm. it's the school board or whatever, these people are setting the, the tone for what's acceptable. Mm-hmm. How is it that a teacher could feel comfortable in 2019 to teach kids the price of slavery? Or, or the price, have them even think about how much they would pay to, to purchase a person of color to do free labor. Mm-hmm. Because the people in these communities clearly don't give a fuck. I really don't think it. It, it should never have been a, an assignment. Some people are up in arms. Some parents are up in arms saying that it, it you know, fifth grade is too early to learn about slavery, which it's I don't, I don't agree with. The I, learning. I, but exactly, it's not about learning. This was an, an an interactive assignment, and it was so tone deaf. It's mind, it's mind boggling. But um, but but it's sort of like if teacher felt comfortable enough to put this on paper Mm -hmm. and pass it around to where people can take it and show it. This is a good idea. Here, kids. It's a culture that's not only acceptable, but also perpetuates that it's a, that it's a, that it's a, that it's um, something that they should do. Is Missouri a red state? It has to be. It ain't no niggas. It has to be. But that's the point. So no matter what we say, people are still going to get off. They're going to go in the comments, talk about how disgusted they are, and they're going to do nothing to get involved in their communities. And I can tell you, I'm just today went to my Facebook and went off on the mayor of my hometown because he woke up this morning and endorsed uh, Bloomberg and brought Bloomberg to Stockton and is saying that he's endorsing him. This is a young 21-year-old black man who was endorsed by Obama, who's a Democrat and hasn't done enough for the black people in Stockton, but now is endorsing this guy who who implemented Stop Stop and and Frisk frisk. in New York and fucked off communities of color and is now coming out saying, sorry, that was such a bad idea. Years later. Yeah. Yeah, fuck out of here. I'm telling you, be involved. I'm in L.A., but I got my eye on Stockton. I'm involved in Stockton. I'm watching what's happening in Stockton. And people should be because... Watch you become the mayor of Stockton. Because it's too far away and it don't make enough money. Okay, never mind. But I, I can have far much more influence Mm -hmm. because there's an idea I have that I want to talk to you after the show about what I can create in Stockton that gives me a platform to talk to the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like, you know, this has a platform that reaches all across the country now. We're Mm -hmm. talking to the whole country. Hey, country. Yeah. Missouri, get your people together. Find that girl and uh, lock her up. Do something. Yeah. We're going to find out who this teacher is. Okay. Well, we've done a whole show. Can you believe it? This has been very therapeutic. I love that. Okay. <laughs> Listen, one last shout out to the beautiful Miss South Africa who won Miss <gasps> Universe. I know. I laid in bed in uh, Miami and I knew she was going to win because I was looking. She had so much poise and so much. She just, she looked very regal standing up there. I, she looked like a winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Miss Mexico and uh, Miss Puerto Rico. Y'all lost. Nobody really cares about you <laughs> at this point. But Miss South Africa looked great. I told my team right before she won, make sure you post this immediately because she's about to win and she won. So congratulations. So to it's her. Miss. It's Miss um, Universe, Miss Teen USA, um, Miss like, America, Miss America. It's like one Miss Earth. Yeah, and uh, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, um, Miss Universe, and there's Listen, a fourth one. All They're the, all black all the women now. Yeah, yeah. All the misses are black. Yeah. Congratulations! All the to pageant you. representation oh, is now a is now led by a black woman and that is the first time in history. It's amazing. And they're all yeah. extremely beautiful. Yeah, they are. So don't give me shit about OG. I said what the fuck I said. And shout out to Evelyn. I saw her and her daughter. Ugly is ugly, pretty is pretty. You beautiful queens of one. And those of you that are not attractive, you still ain't attractive, but you're welcome on the show. I'm out. What? Peace. You, <laughs> you got to decipher that one. If you love classic Guy Ritchie movies like Snatch and Sherlock Holmes, then you don't want to miss The Gentleman in theaters January 24th. It's got an all-star cast, great action, and looks funny as hell. Starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding, Michelle Dockery, Colin Farrell, and Hugh Grant, it doesn't get any better than this. 
McConaughey plays a weed kingpin trying to cash in and get out of the game. He puts in motion a series of schemes, bribery, and blackmail led by those trying to steal his domain out from under him. Go see The Gentleman in theaters everywhere, January 24th.